Hi there. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Despair. On the air. I'm Gary. And I'm Angie. Hey, how's your snooze been? It's been snooze delicious. It's my new word. Sounds good. How has yours been? Mine's fantastic. Very, very nice. I can't and can't wait to get back on the air. We are right now. Hi. Hey. What we got to play for this back in action episode? We are starting the show off with the song Machine by Abby Remold from the album Wriggling. And it's been selected by this week's guest. Who is it, Angie? It's Liv from Honeyswell. And to introduce Liv, we're playing their song, a recent single, Time Can Feel Heavy. Yes, Liv has been an old online pal of mine back in the Tumblr days. Woo! What's your favorite Tumblr memory, Gary? The ball pit. Ball pit? Somebody peed in the ball pit, I think. I know, and like, wasn't like they're like you get extra time in the ball pit? <laughs> Yeah, if you like gave them money or something, I can't remember. You get the premium, um, you get the premium pass. Did you ever think about going to that? Nope. Dash con? I did because it took place in Schaumburg, where my grandparents live. Oh, so I was like, could have been a part of history. I think it was like during school time, though. I'm pretty sure it was during the fall, like during October. It wasn't like during summer. That's the worst. That's a weird time for a a con. for the sake of it, I'm looking it up. What time? Wait, what time was? No, oh my God, it was recent. It was well, 2014, but the July 11th to 13th. Okay, so I could have gone. Oh, it is summer. Damn. Perfect time. I really could have almost went to DashCon. Good thing I didn't though. I remember being sad at first because I didn't go, and then I immediately saw all the terrible posts, and I went, "Thank God." Oh, so they gave people an extra hour in the in the pit, in the ball pit, as a reimbursement <laughs> for a, a canceled panel. Mm. Oh yeah, I think they canceled the Welcome to Night Vale panel because that was like the big thing they got. <laughs> I think I don't remember, but anyway, this is not a Tumblr history podcast. This is a music podcast. Yes, and so stay tuned, listen to some tunes. And we'll be back with an interview. Nice well. On BFF.fm.
Hi there. Hello. You're listening to Despair on the Air. On the internet. My name is Gary. And I'm Angie. And today we have with us our first guest of our late summer, fall season of 2021. Please give a big virtual round of applause for Olivia of Honeyswell. Say hello. Hello. How's it going? Thank you guys for having me. You are so welcome. I think and a good place to just jump right in would be, so when did you first start having that musical ear, the musical bug, <laughs> when did you start making music, or at least being interested in it? I mean, I think I've always been interested in making music ever since I was really young, but I, I, I wasn't always that very confident uh, in doing so, but right around like high like late high school is when I started um I had taken like guitar lessons when I was in middle school yeah like late high school is when I first like downloaded like any music software and or recording software and yeah I just started uh sort of trying to write songs and record them awesome do you remember maybe the first song you ever wrote or is that lost itself in the mind palace I well I started just doing covers um I think the first ever cover I did was but I do by now now the first song I ever wrote this that's hard Uh, like a lot of my songs that I play now are even pretty old like uh my song bad city is one of the first ones I wrote yeah I don't know awesome yeah and when you were a teen what bands did you go crazy over uh, like I said earlier, now now was like one of one of the big ones. I guess I don't know Paramore, of course. Who else? I was when I was like really young. I was really into Coldplay, but I lo- don't like to mention that all the time. <laughs> Same. Um, but they have but some. They have some bangers. Though. Rush of Bloods of the Head. That whole album is a no skips album. Yeah. No, oh, they good. have some really good ones. It's just kind of embarrassing sometimes. I don't know why. Let's see. Oh, I was really into Jack's Mannequin as well, like early middle school. Um, but I think Now Now and Paramore were like my two strongest for, they still are. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and like um, we actually met back in the day in yeah. the old Now Now in the Rock Tumblr, Chicken Sarah yeah. era. And yeah, that was yeah, wild. Yeah. What was some of the discourse from back then? What was like the the worst hot take you saw in that corner of that that platform? Oh, I don't know. I remember. Yeah, go for it. So I remember when um, Jess Abbott um, started doing solo stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it was around um, second album after Capes. And then Mm -hmm. um, she signed to Top Shelf. And someone was like, and then our fan page was like, fuck Top Shelf. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think that was like any. It was like weird, and people were like, "What?" And then they had some legit concerns. It was mostly about like how they got their record. It was like, like shipping stuff and physical oh. things, and not about like their a bad label. Yeah. When you mean shipping, do you mean like the postal service, or do you mean like couples? Or how? No, no, yeah. like, <laughs> like like physical shipping their products and stuff. Damn. How they didn't get their record in time or something. Maybe they lived in nowhere, I forgot. 
I was not on that side of Tumblr whatsoever. I was on the worst side of Tumblr, which is Super Hulock Tumblr. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I do, though, remember, like, because I liked Tegan there at the time, too, because I had just found out about them. Um, and yeah, people liked to ship them together, which was awful because they were sisters, twins. Jeez. The nastiness. Yeah, I try to stay away f- Well, when I was on Tumblr, I would try my hardest to stay away from, like, the weird like toxic culture that came with that yeah definitely (laughs) but um once you started performing what were some of the first venues or places that you were playing at that you felt really comfortable as an artist and then who were some of the first people you played alongside with who made you feel really supported on stage well um to answer that second question uh and this ties in with how I met Gary. I also met through Tumblr, through Now Now Tumblr, um, my friends Rachel, uh, Rachel Wild, who is who helped me with writing songs and like getting my songs out there for Honeyswell. And um, so the first time I ever played live was with Rachel, and she's from uh, Pennsylvania. So I flew out there and met um, Rachel and Lexi, who is in the band Grayling. Um, and with some of their friends, we we didn't even, we barely got time to practice. We practiced like once or twice before we played this like big show. It, it, to me, it was a big show because it was my first show. Mm-hmm. But um, it was at this venue called Color Labs in Philly. And um, I was definitely not comfortable then. I was like terrified for that show. Um, but yeah, Rachel and Lexi were the first people I played with who uh, I felt comfortable playing with. And they're like really great friends of mine and very talented. Um, <clears throat> but the place I've played most is a venue in my hometown called The Octopus. That's where I've played the majority of my shows. <laughs> Uh, So I definitely feel really comfortable playing there, and it's always uh, a welcoming place to play. Yeah, and you recently played a um, kind of a going away party show there, correct? Yes, yes. That was such a meaningful show to me. It was really good. So many people there I did not expect. Definitely. And you recently have made a big move to Kentucky from um, Iowa. Yes. Would you? What would you say, though, are you going to miss the most about your local scene in Iowa? I would say just all the people I had come to meet from there. Um, I don't know. And, you know, the feeling, the, you know, familiar feeling you get when you walk into a place like that where you know everyone. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss uh, all the people, all my, all my friends I made. Definitely. No, I, I know the feeling. I've moved around a bunch of my life and it does not get easier, but the internet allows for, you know, especially during this past COVID times, I realized, yeah. like, wow, I really can, like, hang out still on the weekends with friends who live, like, halfway across the country. Yeah, yeah, that is a really great thing about the internet. Definitely. Yes. And to relate to your newest songs, what were the biggest inspirations behind new tracks over and over and time can feel heavy? 
When I was writing those songs, I was listening to a lot of Land of Talk, which is a band that I really love. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I would say Land of Talk was probably the big one. Yeah, lyrically, I I can't really say who I'd drawn inspiration from. Um, I would say a lot of Lady Lamb songs, I, I would just like, sort of devour all the lyrics and when I first started writing I would uh, try to um, sort of emulate the way that she uh, composes her lyrics so maybe a little bit of, of her stuff um, yeah. I found all of that yeah. from, I think through you did you? oh yeah. that makes me feel good in the Warriors Club yes god <laughs> I love her and then we are going to take a quick break, but we will be back in a jiff with more talk with Honey Swell. So listen to some tunes, and we'll be right back on Despair on the Air. Thanks for listening to the first half of our interview with Honey Swell. We got three tracks to jam out to. What are they, Gary? We got a new song by Beauty Queen called Real Life. Yes, a very recent single. And then we got a pick from Honeyswell from the band High Noon. The song is called Not The One off the album Semi-Sweet. Yes, and then we got a cool single called Get Back To Myself by Winona. woo there's some good tunes coming up, and there's some more interview coming up. Stick around and stay tuned. On Despair on the Air. On BFF.FM.
drunk on a Tuesday I'm sorry if I forget To text you back I know it's unlike me To ever start up with that No, I'm not like that
Our good friend Honey Swell. Yes. Oh, well. just, yeah. Hello. <laughs> and to kick things right back off, care to talk about your favorite gig memory, either the one that you have played at or even just attended? Hmm. Well, I think my favorite show I've played is probably the one we were talking about earlier, the sort of farewell show. Um, that we did. I didn't, that wasn't a full band show, unfortunately. Um, my drummer, Christian, uh, couldn't, couldn't make it. He was out of town, but I did get to play with Zach, who is the, has been Honeyswell bass player for a long time. And then I played with my good friend, Emily, Emily Otis. She is very, very talented and I encourage everyone to check out her many music projects emily otis awesome <laughs> but yeah i think um that was probably my favorite show i've played yeah and then i would say my favorite show that i've seen was probably lady lamb at um this really awesome venue in iowa called codfish hollow barn um, it's this very beautiful venue so when you first get there you just are you have to park like in this field and then you take a hay ride wagon ride down to the venue um like through the forest and then you get to the barn uh and it's this beautiful barn uh there's no air conditioning so it gets really hot but um 
It's really cool. There's, and then outside the barn, there's like uh, art vendors and like other cool, cool stuff like that. But yeah, it's a really beautiful uh, place to see shows. Definitely. Yeah. I love like unorthodox venues. I feel yeah. like we probably have those more back east than in the Midwest than we do out mm-hmm. here in LA. Yeah, we don't even really have that many house shows here. We have a few like people's backyard shows, but most of the times people just renting Airbnbs and being like, this is a good backyard. <laughs> and since I'm yeah. only renting it, I can't get in trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And then when you are performing, do you have a favorite song to perform? Um, or even one that you like don't like performing, but you're like, I have to. It's a fan <laughs> favorite. <laughs> um, I think I like playing like heavier, louder songs the most because they're the most fun to play. So I would say Bad City is is my song that I enjoy playing the most. Also because it's like fairly easy to play on guitar. So I feel like I don't have to worry about <laughs> messing up as much. But yeah, any of any like loud songs are really fun to play. Definitely. Um, I do. I, I always feel like that. I, I do like though when like an artist will be like, they'll play like a loud so- song to like get the crowd going. <laughs> and then they'll do something really sad and you'll be like, oh, and then they like, they pump up the jams again. Though, yeah, I feel like that is kind of, you just described the like honey swell experience. Perfect. Like I have, I have some like sort of, okay, all the songs are probably sad songs, <laughs> but I have some loud ones and some quiet ones. Definitely. Yes. No, that's the, I, no, yeah. I love a, I, lo- I yeah. Sad songs can be any. Mm-hmm. Temper. temper. I love a, I love a sad Tempo. song. I love a sad song too. Sad songs only. <laughs> sad songs. I remember to go back to now now, um, when Threads came out. Mm-hmm. I listened I blasted it in their family car. And uh, my my parents were like, Why is this why is play something more happy? And I'm like, No, because I was <laughs> no. a teen. No, I know that my parents they, they just don't understand. Parents don't understand. <laughs> I think they thought it was more boring than sad, too, I think. So. Whatever. I know. What talk? I, <laughs> Gary watched a documentary all about um, the music scene before the, um, the Khmer Rouge, um, because Gary is Cambodian. And all those songs were like, you know, they were like the 60s swinging, like. You know, but they were sad as hell. They're yeah. all like, there's nothing to eat. But it was, it was upbeat surf rock. Like, like yeah, surf it was like upbeat surf rock, but they're always like, you know, like, the government isn't doing so hot. <laughs> we're scared. There's American people staring at us. Um, you know, so. Yeah. That should have been your comeback, Gary. I know. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, staying quiet. Like, maybe listen. <laughs> I, be, I think we've all had that experience though one way or another. Yeah. Remember when Phoebe Bridgers on SNL a couple of months back? I'm like, Dad, you gotta check this out. Because <laughs> like he's pretty he, he does like he likes new music and stuff when I show him stuff, he's like, Oh, this is good and stuff, but um I showed him that and he's like, What the fuck is going on? I'm like, oh. I'm like <laughs> How Wait. did they feel about the guitar smash? That was like the big thing for a My while. My dad felt on Twitter. bad for her because it's like, oh she can't she's taking her she's having trouble it was she was having some trouble <laughs> uh, it was good though i loved that 
I did. I had fun. I think it was fun. It was. That was fun. that was more of the most best takes from that night than like the other people getting angry because like, oh no, help her out. She's and <laughs> smash it rather than the other stuff people were trying to say. Yeah. I thought more like stands were gonna be mad that she had to like cut. Um, what was that song? I think it was I know the end. She had to like cut mm-hmm. it in half. So it was a bit of an awkward cut, but like I think it's the best she could have done because that song's yeah. like five plus minutes long. They yeah. go in, like what two minutes? Yeah. So also, it's just like, like a kind of an awkward. Yeah. Live TV sounds scary. She was nervous in the beginning <laughs> too. I felt bad because I was like, Dad, look, she's phenomenal. And in the beginning, she was very nervous. I'm like, well, she's nervous. Leave her alone. <laughs> I mean, nothing will ever be as bad. That was the Lana Del Rey performance. But oh no, I didn't see that. She, I think she was like, she must have took something for anxiety because she was just like super loose with it and like she kept doing like different accents. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was bad, yeah. But I mean, she recovered from it, so good for her. Alan, are there any songs? yet to do a cover of that you desperately want to i have a playlist on spotify of just songs that i want to cover and i'm gonna look at it right now perfect if my spotify will open i recently did a cover of this band called star juice and they have a song called oh it's called spare keys and it's such a good song and i i tried to cover it live at a show and it didn't go very well but um, I want to make, I've been wanting to make a cover of that song with my friend Jacob because he really loves that song and he's a good singer and I want him to sing it with me. I'm going to make him, make him sing it with me. I think that's my answer though, is Spare Keys by Star Juice. That's cool though. I like, because um, a lot of people are like, oh, I think it'd be fun to be like my spin on and like, usually typically popular songs are like oldies hits, but I love when people mm-hmm. are like, I want to, you know, do something that's a little, like, you know, less in the mainstream, and mm-hmm. um, I yeah. think, too, because there's a better chance, too, of that artist, like, finding your cover and being like, thank you, I'm so glad that you love this enough to put your own spin on it. Yeah, that always feels good when that happens. I covered a Charlie Hickey song, and he he responded on Twitter, and it made me feel good. Oh, that is oh. really cool. Yeah. Making friends. <laughs> and then, kind of in the same vein, if you could write a song for your favorite movie, uh, film, oh wait, film and movie are the same thing. <laughs> your favorite movie, your favorite Let's TV start show. Over again. Start okay. over again. <laughs> I think it's funny like that though. Movie and film. It's kind of, you, that's like those film people who are like, this is a film, this is a movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, about, how, about people how about people who say flick? Flick. Mm, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that either. Flick is very 2004. Uh, What's your favorite flick? What's your favorite flick? I mean, anyway. Netflix, the whole thing is... Mm. Yeah, but they were trying to do a pun. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate... Netflix put a little more thought into it than Hulu. What is Hulu? Hula hoop. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or Quibi. Quibi. Remember that? They're just, they're just, like, gurgling into water and being like, Here we go. That's every That's every tech company. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... <laughs> If you could write a song for your favorite uh, TV show, movie, or video game, what would that piece of media be? And what would the song be about? Uh, That's such a hard question, but it reminds me of this one movie by... Oh, it's called I Am Not a Hipster. 
and for that movie they like created a band for the movie and but they actually like have the music on like spotify and stuff um but i feel like that'd be kind of a cool thing to do uh yeah i don't know i don't know if that makes sense like be Um, a band in a movie yeah sort yeah i don't know that'd be cool but i i also really love video games and i think it'd be cool to score a video game i don't know how i would do it though or like i don't know man i know that, I know some that sounds really hard i know some people you know some people yeah that yeah. make music for video games yes and if you want to be in one uh, uh, yeah oh uh, uh, yeah link me up uh, uh, i'll link you up hell yeah hell and your yeah. connections happen isn't there like software though where you can just plug in your song, uh, any well any song, and then it makes like a MIDI out of it? Isn't that like a thing? Or do people actually have to yeah. make MIDIs like from know. scratch? So you have to make them. Oh, I always <laughs> you just like put any song into a thing, and then it just pops out like an eight bit or a MIDI version. And you're like, there you go. That'd be that'd be nice. I'd like to have that. I'd like to do that. That would be very cool. I could definitely see your tunes being in like a Life is Strange type of game. A decision making game. Last of Us. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> hey, HBO, but Honey is on the Last of Us TV show. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm gonna like that show or not. I know, that's. How do you feel about that? About the show in general? Yes, like, it's like retelling the story, or do you think it's gonna be like a Game of Thrones where they make up their own shit, like halfway through? Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know how I. I really am have mixed views on it. Um, just because of how. I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna go on a whole spiel about The Last of Us Part Two. Do it. But no, that kidding. game, that game left a hole in my heart, made me really sad, uh, in like the worst way possible. Just the Uh-oh. writing, the writing in it, just let me down real hard. So I don't know how the uh, show is gonna like differ from the first game. I don't really know. So I don't have a whole lot of faith in it, but we'll see. What are those games about? I've actually never played them. It's about like a fungus zombie thing. It's like, a fungus zombie. Yeah. It's a post-apocalypse. Yeah. There's a little girl, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a girl, okay. and then there's a and there's a fatherly figure. Okay. Yes. So is it like you beat up the zombies, but then you probably also have to make decisions? Yes. You don't I mean... make decisions. You all follow you just in the game you just follow the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not just like, like a linear yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're playing like a movie. Like everything's mapped oh, out for yeah. you. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. But yeah, you know, Angie is right though, you should be in a Life is Strange as well. <laughs> That's funny that you that you say Life is Strange because I have a friend from Cedar Falls who made a Life is Strange um, sort of like fan adaptation, fan Ooh. film. Uh, and they had me score the. They had me score that. And that was like my. F- that was like my first ever uh, step into like scoring anything, and it was really fun, and I learned a lot. Um, I don't know if I like what I made. <laughs> I mean, I like some of them. I like some of them. Your first try. It was my first try. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was a good experience. You and should, I'm glad that they you asked. You should me. try to do more. I, there's tons of people, like developers, who are always looking for people for music for games, music for films, music for this or that. Man, yeah. maybe I'll do that. That sounds like a good. There's so many in the game. We had a, we had guests on the show who who did a end credits song for a for an indie game. 
Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to go in that direction um, with music because I'm kind of up in the air right now about uh, what I'm going to continue to do since I don't live in the same state as my band anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to do, I, I really want to do a lot of like online collaboration um, with Emily specifically, my friend I mentioned earlier, um, Emily Otis. And I think we're going to make some stuff soon together, which I'm excited about. Awesome. Yeah. I think I think scoring films and, and games is like a lifetime goal that I have. Definitely. Maybe there's a Facebook group or something for people to like, you know, for people who make stuff that needs music and scores can like connect with people who, you know, are interested in making them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The mutual like, hey, you know, that would be, that'd be worth looking into. I bet that exists. I bet it does. It I'm does going it. to be <laughs> the change. Yeah. Are there any local artists or artists you've played alongside with? Or just enjoy who you like our listener to know about? I haven't played with any Louisville locals yet. Um, but as for Iowa, I've played with quite a few who I've become friends with and that I would recommend their music to anyone. Um, one of those is Emily Otis, who I've mentioned. Um, Emily had a band called Kitsch for a while, and uh, I'm really, I was like super into that band. Um, but I'm into anything that she makes. Um, it's all on like Bandcamp and stuff. Um, but also, there's this newer artist called Penny Peach, and she's from Iowa City. And her band is like kind of a like, garage uh, rock band indie rock band uh and they're really really good um i i never got to play with her but hopefully sometime in the future i will play with her awesome yeah gary is it time for your very special question it's i'm looking at my clock (laughs) it's time for (laughs) can you please define your perfect bagel and I know you worked at a bakery, a cafe, uh, coffee shop for a long time. So if yes. that has any effect on your thoughts of carbs, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I consumed a lot of carbs when I worked at that job, and I missed that job dearly. But um, my perfect bagel is probably a just a, a nice everything bagel with avocado on it. Nice and simple. I love that. Yeah. Fresh. But the ingredients speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What is your perfect bagel, Gary? Currently, um, currently, I have not had a bagel in like a, a month or so or two. Damn. What, what the hell? Yeah. And my favorite bagel changes all the time, so I don't mm. have one currently, but I am craving... And everything bagel with lots and lots of cream cheese right now. Nice. Make it happen. I want to, but the bakery, the bagel place, just closed like half an hour ago. There needs to be more twenty-four-hour bagel spots for you. I know more night bagel places because everything I'm because I work night shift and like everything is closed by the time you're craving it, and when by the time when everything is open, you're asleep. So I'm like. Mm. Rip. My girlfriend and I just found a bagel place here the other day, and we got a smoked salmon bagel, and it was really good. 
Nice. That does sound good. Oh wait, so I'm not sure what the what the the cuisine is in <laughs> Iowa. I'm not sure if it's similar to Chicago or not. I assume corn is on the menu. Not to be stereotypical, <laughs> um, but Kentucky is a bit of a barbecue state. Do you like barbecue? Yeah. Do you have you indulged in any really good food there? Um, the for the short time we've been here, we've eaten a lot of really good food. Um, I do like barbecue. Yeah, I'm trying. There was a really good place we went to called Monic, and I had like they had a lot of like weird, uh, like creative dishes that were really good um but yeah i don't know i'm into anything really i'm not that picky awesome yeah i um grew up in the south actually i grew up i lived uh six years in alabama so here in california there's a quite a lacking of barbecue so i always get jealous of people and they're like yeah you know like they they get to visit or they live near the south Mm. or in the south and i'm like oh Wish that was me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but barbecue here is just stuff. depressing. Um, it's what good? What food? What good food does California have? I think everything else. <laughs> I think um, obviously Mexican food. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of good taco trucks. Um, all sorts of Asian food. Pretty much, like every country in the whole continent of Asia has good food representation represented here. Um, I know even like more so like in like the city center of LA, there's like um African food that's good, like Ethiopian food, um, lots of South American food, European food too. Um, bits and pieces spread out. But yeah, Sweet. I would just I've never been to California. California. Come visit. Come yeah. to yeah. Disney. I would love to. <laughs> everybody likes to do when they come here. Not now, but. Is the (laughs) is the Star Wars world whatever it's called is that in California or is that in Florida? I think it's in both. I want to make my own lightsaber so bad. I'm not even into Star Wars, but that just looks fun. Yeah, it looks cool. It's like a whole experience. Yeah, they're constantly building more and more stuff. It's like they uh, for the Marvel and the Star Wars, since those are like newly acquired mm. properties, but the build your own lightsaber thing has been a thing since I went there. The last time I was there was like maybe 2015, 2016. Oh. So they definitely have that. But I heard um, they overhauled it. Like it's like you're in like a movie, like a whole, it's like a yeah, whole show. Yeah, it's, it's a really, whole show, and like how they going through this process. It's like like you're in a video game. Like here's yeah. the steps of this, and then there's four, like actors. Like it's also I heard it's four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's a, a little too steep for me. Oh, when I was there, and like it was steep back then, but it was like under a hundred for like your own lightsaber, and it was customizable, so you didn't have to get all the bells and whistles. But it was literally just like a like a big tin, like just an aerial, like like a big thing where you just grab the pieces and you just click them together, and then they ring it up, and they're like, "Here's your lightsaber." There's no like actors, <laughs> like like in character. No, back then it was just like it? the pieces that you yeah. like clicked. I mean, and just, I'm probably maybe I'm, I don't remember doing it, but I remember like passing by it. Yeah. They definitely had the Star Wars there stuff uh, when I was there in 2016 because I got a Dark Vader uh, pudding cup. Star Wars. Like That's oh, well, they've always had that, but yeah. I I meant like they were definitely putting in more of the stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. 
That's yeah. that brand synergy. That brands. They're eventually gonna have everything there, so. Yeah. I don't. I bet they get so pissed though that they don't have enough room in Anaheim yeah. at least. Also, they own Simpsons, but Simpsons is still at Universal. So if you want that, sorry. Also, for people who don't know, Disneyland is not in LA. It is like a good hour away drive from Hollywood on a good day. On a good day, Universal is like in Hollywood. It tr- like, but uh, Disneyland's like Anaheim. It's like a world away. I think they did. They took away the shuttle too from like the airport, or whatever. Anyway, this is not a Disneyland podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to rip on Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> but as we wrap everything up, um, let us know about any um, other projects you're working on besides Honeyswell, and then let us know kind of like what you have coming up right now for Honeyswell. I don't have a ton of stuff coming up. Uh, I would like to make. Um, put out new songs here and there but I don't really have like an album or anything planned yet just because I did move away um away from my other bandmates but I do plan on making uh music uh definitely with Emily Otis um I don't know if we're gonna make it into a whole new project or if we're going to put it under Honeyswell I don't know yet it's all kind of up in the air but I'm excited to kind of uh, get to know the the Louisville music scene a little bit more. Or, I mean, I don't know anything about it yet, but I'm excited to step into it and check it out. Um, Although the COVID stuff seems to be getting bad again. So I don't know when I will be able to do that, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of all up in the air right now. That's all right. Um, But you, put out two singles about a month yes. ago um where can people listen to those and where can people find you yeah you can find uh my music on any streaming platforms on like spotify and apple music um but i'm also on Bandcamp, and then i have um a lot of like behind the scenes sort of stuff on um, SoundCloud. I have a lot of like covers and demos and stuff. Now, so. now covers too. Now, now covers. Yes, I have like a couple of those. I feel like probably. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening, and be sure to stream Honeyswell's newest singles over and over. And time can feel heavy. Um, available as said on all platforms um keep on the lookout for new music new projects new this and that um and if you were a louisville local welcome honeyswell with yeah hit, hit me up hit, hit me up i don't know anyone up. yet hit them up tell them the places <laughs> to eat tell them yeah. the places to see good shows on the Whoa. Talk about Last of Us 2 discourse. Yeah. Yeah. Have a gaming group. Um, I'll fight anyone <laughs> <laughs> about it. But thank you so much for being our first guest of this late summer, early fall season. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Yes, and stay tuned. The show is not yet over. We got a ton of cool music and funny bits, I think so. And the performance of Over and Over. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for listening to Spare in the Air, and have a good rest of your day. Or night. Whatever. Wherever you are. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that concludes our interview with Honey Swell. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope it was swell. Honey? <laughs> and we got three songs to play. And then after that, what's going to go happen, Gary? We got a little performance from Honey Swell. Of one of their recent singles. The song's called Over and Over. But before that, we have three tracks. What's the first one, Gary? We got Toasty by Hailaker from the album Holding. And then we got the song Blue Heron from Jody from their very recent album, Blue Heron. Yeah. Then we got a 2020 banger called Comfort by Soar. From the album Soft Dial Tone. We hope you enjoy these tunes and the performance from Honeyswell and this back in action episode. Yes. So stay tuned for more as the show is not yet over on Despair on the air.
Welcome. 
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. For listening to this episode of Despair on the Air, yeah. we're back in action, and we will be until now Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being patient during our little hiatus. We needed a, a good old break as we had been chugging along all through the pandemic, and it was time for just a little, a little time in the sun. It's good for us sometimes, you know? It's important. And to round us out, we got two picks from Honeyswell to play us out. What are they, Gary? We got Self Help by Penny Peach from the EP Brain Games with a Z. And then we're ending the program with the song Blue from Grayling off the Low EP. Yes. Um. What's your favorite uh, blue thing? The ocean, I think. The ocean? Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking of a blue marble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
That's fun too. Yeah. I like the people who do the marble racing on YouTube. Marble race, yes. Oh, okay, was... If you're bored of the Olympics, look at marble racing. When's that gonna be in the Olympics? Honestly, I would I'd sign a petition. Speaking of Olympics, what's your favorite uh, sport to watch during this sports time? Uh, I like the skateboarding a lot. Um, I like the surfing. They didn't show enough surfing, I think. I think they had to cut it short because the monsoon or whatever is coming in. Because now when the track's going on, it's like pouring rain. Yeah, they had to, like, they had to put that storm. early. Yeah, that was... I think they had to move like a bunch of stuff around. I haven't seen it yet, but I always like the trampoline. Trampoline? Yeah, they don't show for some reason. I haven't seen it yet. Dang. The horse have the horsey. Uh, the horse is fun for like five minutes, but then it's kind of. <laughs> eh. Oh, my favorite thing from the Olympics is not in the real Olympics, but in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, whereas Wario is riding a horse. <laughs> He's living out his dream. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of dreams. Our show is about to end, so enjoy these songs and have a sweet dream. Or day. Or day. Whatever time you're listening. Whatever you're listening to. Thank you. For listening to Despair. On the air. On BFF.FM. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
DJs are nice and the songs are good and it's right in your neighborhood so if you love music and you love friends listen to bff.fm